This is episode 12 of the BTS Creative Academy podcast. Imposters. In conversation with Jonathan Chinsky. Chinsk. Good morning. Hello. Test, test. Can you hear yourself? I can't hear you on the headphones. No, you won't hear me on the headphones, but you'll be able to hear your, yeah, hear, hear your own voice, yeah? Mm-hmm. I've actually ordered a, a slightly... I've ordered an amplifier to improve the sound quality. Right. And uh, Im- just improve the setup in general. Should come today. It was like £200, but I thought, I'm doing this now. So, let's start investing. Um, I think it's what you should pursue. Yeah. Like, it's the proper, it's the proper amplifier for doing this two right, mic setup into the laptop. Um, okay, well, I'll start with a clap to sync the audio and the... Are oh, you joining me? Oh, you you. No, it. please do join me. I thought, I thought the other three were to do it. Yeah, no, we will, we'll do this together. Please. So this will sync the audio and the, and the mics. Here we go. One, two, three. Do you think that was one clap? I think so. I think that was one clap. So, so we shall begin. Okay. Uh, welcome to the uh, Creative Academy podcast, Jonathan. Uh, am I am I referring to you as Jonathan in this uh, professional environment um, or Chinsky? I think um, call me because I think that's how I've been known in these circles. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, thank you for having me on. Um, um, I was a bit, uh, had it raised an eyebrow of me because I don't I don't class myself as a creative in that sense, but Interesting. I behind the scenes side of things probably would be my leading to this world where, where, of creative where I've, I've spent a lot of time with people so okay yeah well that's interesting maybe maybe through this conversation we might discover discover how how you are a creative yeah I think yeah. Um, I think everyone's got an element of that's uh, uh, just looking at because obviously um, I think this is probably like the ninth or tenth one of these you've done isn't it yeah I think you're on nine or and ten so um, and looking at the others and some of them are people who you probably more readily recognise as creatives Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or I don't, you know, I, I see myself as someone within that sphere who supports those, those people, uh, mainly around theatre. You know, I know some of them have got other strings to the bows and things like that, but uh, for me, um, my up that uh, is, has always been theatre um, since an early age. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, um, let's start with, uh, with trying to get to the bottom of that. And so... Where are we? Where are we now? What are you up to right now within your life in general? Um, no, so life at the moment, um, I've just I've got my um, uh, my daughters, etc. They're doing lots of things. I tend to be doing my dad stuff, running about. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them have have are doing some creative stuff as well. Particularly my oldest daughter, who's um, doing a lot of um, uh, things with film and acting and singing. Uh, and with various organisations that are you know, recognisable um, prior to going to uni, so I'm supporting that. For me... Um, are they, are they, is she studying at the moment? Yeah, she's in A-levels, but um, uh, not, not studying drama and things, but she's also in National Youth Theatre. I think she's been an ambassador for them as well, and she's um, done some things with the um, BFI. Um, okay. and so she's done a couple of films and things like that. Um, are these independent films? Yeah, well, these are ones been sponsored by British Film Institute or people who contacted people through that. She's, she appeared in a, uh, a film that's won a few awards, actually, looking at the indie film mm-hmm. called... Um, and I, I'll get the, I always get the name, name wrong. Um, Ver- Veronan Women or something it's called. And it won a few things uh, in various film 
set of courses, which so I'm always roaming about to do that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But and both of them doing lambda. But um, for myself, um, I just I'm just um, getting on with um, life normally. My main one of the main things, obviously, I'm quite clarify is um, this building here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, while I'm probably uh, less involved than say you, the chairman of the HPAA, and some of the others. Um, I think since uh, I've been supporting uh, as part of the committee, a uh, trustee since about 2016. Yeah, she's been maybe even longer than I that. I think it might be longer than that, but um, I, was, I was looking back from my emails to see when I first had some minutes coming in, you know, <laughs> um, and how long I've been, I've been involved in the building for since it's, we, we turned it into a theatre back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how long I've been on the committee, I think when, we, when we met and stuff. So. Yeah, that, uh, I, do you know that you're one of those people that I, I'm not sure where I met you? But no. Now you're, you seem to be quite heavily involved in my life and uh, yeah, I mean, good I, friends, I think, but I don't know where that started. I think I think when I joined the committee, um, when I think Simon approached me and uh, and Jared seconded me to join 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 join, um, almost like co-opted onto the committee um, for Victoria Hall Theatre. I um, we became friends pretty much pretty straight away, mm-hmm. and we've been quite close friends since. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that you're introduced to someone who you're already friends with almost, do you know what I mean? So, yes, yeah. Um, but, um, and I think with theatre, and, and, and I don't want to go jump into anything, but with theatre I found that um, the friendships and relationships I've made have been a real constant, a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Going on all those different journeys with people, do the show with them, or just helping out here and there. Um, and, and, um, if I, if I if I was sort of going back through my life, you know, that, it, it was clear that um, there's so much influence and uh, with my people, the connections that I've made through um, working local theatre. Mm-hmm. So. so, with yourself, you're not someone that that pursues acting. You're not so no. you're not someone that pursues dancing you know around on the stage. Um, I was. I was fifteen when I joined um, a youth theatre company in Harlow. And was that the be- Was that the beginning? That's the beginning. I never liked drama or anything like that at school. No. Um, I didn't even. I was probably had a, quite a, a negative view of the arts, etc. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I think as, as a fifteen, but um, a couple of teachers in uh, one from Passmore's and one from Stewards in Harlow, um, a chap with Michael Jackson, and um, the full Sorry, sorry was, did, did we say Michael Jackson? Yeah, yeah. It's the... Um, well, for us, he was the Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and um, the Force of Nature, which was known as Yvonne Carl, mm-hmm. um, set up uh, Stage Directions, which is uh, a youth theatre company from the two schools, Passports and Stewards. And um, that was been going a couple of years. And um, one of my teachers, Howard Young, he was uh, um, one of the guys who was running it on a weekly basis at the time, you know, um, and um, one of the girls in my class said to him she wanted to join, and I thought I would like to join as well, mainly because that girl had asked him to join, and then um, she lasted about six weeks, um, <laughs> and that's uh, 35 years later I'm still You're involved still in theatre, and it's been a massive part of my life, and um, it's some of the most of the best friendships and things like that and the best uh, experiences I've had have been working within theatre uh, and been made of working on a particular show. Or, or, you know, why, do you, why do you think that is? Um, 
you know what? I don't, I don't know. I think, um, I, I think it takes a certain sort of person to want to be able to put a show on, not for whether, whether they're actually out front as an actor or, or, or say just doing it. It's really important. They're doing props or they just help out. I, I think you enter into a team spirit often, especially on the best ones you do. Um, and there's so much involved, you, you end up as a, uh, um, a little tribe really during that during that run of that rehearsals and then into technicals and then into the show week, etc. Um, and I think I think you just find you find good people. I think in theatre, mm. especially from that's been my experience over the years. I've got I've got some um, uh, like 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 ourselves and other friends I've got. I can't really pinpoint the time that you made that friendship, but when you um, in a lot of the other cases, you could go back and say we were on that show together. They were on that show together, and uh, that's one of the things I like about local theatre is when you do shows, it's almost like it's a different team every time. The experience is almost different every time, mm. um, and you're sort of on that journey together whatever role you have. And um, and uh, I, I see this all the time, that those connections and those relationships are always there after that. And, and, and you always remember that particular group of combination. It's very unlikely you do with exactly that group again, you know. I, I sometimes see each production as a, as a, as a machine, a different, a different machine. Yeah. And they work in different ways. Well, I always... Um, so I talk about it as a journey almost, you know, from the from the bit that um, I used to do a lot of backstage stuff, as you know. So mm-hmm. um, traditionally, before where my life is now, I, I was I'd do a lot of stage management stuff, um, or run the book on the show and things like that. But also be involved in all the other elements technically and, and production wise. So you tend to come into these productions as a as a stage manager yeah. or backstage hand. Or... Yeah, yeah, I tend to be. Um, uh, and if it's if the one of the directors is one of my closer friends, I might be involved in. Just, just talking through what the plans are early yeah. on, you know, and um, uh, I've got some great relationships f- f- um, there. And so I've never claimed to be the originator, but I'm, I'm, help, I'm good at um, mitigating for things that might need to keep them on track. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure sometimes what, uh, yeah, what, what job role I'd class you as when I, when I come to you, when I'm doing the production. I might come to you and go, um, I've got this problem. Yeah. And so we'll have a discussion around the problem and uh, we'll often come up with a solution through... I think I, think I, I see myself a as a facilitator around... Facilitator. Around, around a problems facilitator. Yeah, I mean, in, in my job, <laughs> I work I'm a project manager. Right, okay. And, um, so, so, so a project manager. Uh, is, my, is my work. And, and so um, I'm always looking at what could go wrong, what we could do to make it right, or what, what we could do to prevent it going wrong. Yeah. What does that entail, being a project manager within within work? Um, so mainly, uh, um, you know, we get a brief of the project that something needs to be done. It's then up to me to assemble the team, organise the team and run the budget and run a project plan and set dates for things. And literally, at the, at the most granular level, list out every task that needs to be done and when it needs to be done by. And I do see how that's um, got some synergies with... A, a production in theatre, um, very much so because obviously my projects are 
we, we go live, I hand it over to the business afterwards and it becomes business, business as usual. Obviously with theatre, we often, it finishes then. So the project is just get you, get you through the show week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's one of the things I bring to the shows that I've worked on, especially over the years when I was heavily involved. Um, I, I bring a level of um, a really safe pair of hands supporting a director. Because one of the things I always, I don't think people realise is, and the, the credit I want to give to people who put on a show, who've got a vision, and I want to support that, it, it is, it's such a big undertaking. It's not just hire the venue, get some costumes, and get a cast. I mean, that's enough. That's, that's a lot that it is. Mm. There's every little nuance about making that show work, about how, who have you got to do lighting? Have you had those discussions with the lighting? Um, on the set, who's doing the set for you? What sort of set is it going to be? How much work and time does it need? Um, one of the things uh, I would say to someone who wants to put on a show, and I know this is quite close to your heart, is about how much um, work is involved in just getting the set up on the stage, for instance. Mm-hmm. Every piece of wood that's been put in the set has probably been moved five times, <laughs> and six other pieces of wood or flats have had to be moved twice around that there's a lot of logistics that you don't always absolutely because you I think when you're putting on a show you come up with a vision Mm. and an idea of how that's all going to come together and and you do your best at planning that on paper but when you come to the stage and you come to put all that vision together and you come to put all that plans together Mm. there'll be there'll inevitably be some areas that don't quite gel yeah. And you have to figure out, oh dear, how, how does this now gel? And then when you figure out that problem, it often causes some other problem. Well, one of, that's one of the things I'd like to, I like to do like to help a director. Uh, one of my roles that I see is, you know, the director said the vision for the set, the set designers, if they've got one, has measured it out. But then we talk, to, and, you know, the, the director will, will often discover they've got to, Make changes to what they've planned and what they've rehearsed because there isn't a- um, yeah, there's not enough access at one point you've got too many people trying to go off at the same time that sort of thing things that don't often come up until you've actually got a set on stage and things like that so there's lots of different little thing, um, things that have to be considered and, and I'm just talking about the set and stuff at the moment but the undertaking just getting programmes done getting posters done what's your advertising like scheduling um, rehearsals making sure you've got everything booked what have you got technically? How what are you hiring and what are you not? Um, obviously, you, you lean on someone to do the lighting and that side of things, but uh, and sound. But so many of the tasks, so many of the little jobs, just come back down to the director. In in my experience, a uh, local theatre, or if they've got a small team, um, and that's something I don't think people outside of this sphere realise. Yeah? So mm. I'm always. Um, uh, full of admiration for someone who has a vision and then puts a show on and actually gets that show up and running. That, that to me, is um, a really big project. And, they, and and you've not even touched on the artistic content and how good it is and the personalities of the actors and anything else. So for, for me, I, 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 I'm always full of um, admiration for people who have managed to put on a show um, and want to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think... And, um, I think the skills and experiences to to share that uh, I know it's something that you're looking at at the moment because yes. you've done quite a lot of that. Um, so I just think um, we talk about the creative element and uh, and obviously this, this, this 
it's a great academy. There's a lot to learn if you want to put on a show. Mm. It's great if you can get a bit of a fast track into that and understand and work with people who've done it before. Yeah, there's not just uh, there's not just one element to putting on a theatre production, is no. there? There's not just oh, I've just got a vision and I'm going to suck, throw a few people on the stage and it's going to work. No, I think um, over the years I've I've observed a handful of shows where they didn't have that level of support or vision of what they would need, mm-hmm. and, and and struggled as a result. Yeah. Um, so in order to create creative um even great in order to create that show mm-hmm. and that theatre experience, so much planning, so much thought has to go into every element of it. Yeah. Um, and, so, you, and you need to bring a team together. Um, I think it's often it's often it's often some of us creative people would like to think we can do it all alone. Yeah, I think um, it's one of it's one of the things where um, uh, back in the day, in the old days, where I used to pretty much do um, every show that was on here, mm-hmm. stage manager, etc. Go from show to show to show, and um, I was doing stuff at the Playhouse as well, and it was went around things and. Um, and um, one of the first things that a director would say is when they came to you, they would, you know, you'd, can you help stage manager show, whatever. One of my first things is who have we got in the crew? Who's your team? Mm-hmm. Because, not that I wouldn't do it, but the, 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 that they need to have, it's not just a director, a production manager and a stage manager. There's, it's a much deeper team than that. And uh, any director who's not, who thinks they can do it all themselves, is taking on a bigger undertaking. Uh, it's a bigger undertaking than I think that they've got. Um, it's not always thinking that they they want to take it because it because it, it does happen often. Yeah, it's not always they they want they. Often they want other people involved, but they 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 struggle to let go of the vision. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I th- I th- to a point, I think that's that's the, that's one of the challenges of you know, and the um, uh, skills. Mm-hmm. They need to be have as a director or I've, I've worked with directors who just wanted to direct the show and didn't want to do anything else. Yes, and and, yeah, that's on the yeah. And 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 that can be a problem because then you're not bringing their vision to all the other elements, mm. which I think is really important. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's a good question. It almost raises that question: is what is directing a show? Yeah. What is being a director? Which is a question I can't fully answer, but I can tell you when. I can tell you the the bits that don't happen. You know? Okay. So, so in the sense of, um, it's one of those lonely jobs because I think oh, I, I metaphorically put their name above the door in the sense of how the, the set looks, how the costume looks, how the lighting looks, how the sound is mixed, um, the, the the props, all all, all, the, all all the things that you visually see or experience should have input from the director to to make it. Uh, in my view. Um, to make it, make build up their vision. You can't just be directing the actors mm-hmm. uh, and to do the show. Um, it, even down to the marketing and stuff like that, I feel like it, it needs that view. Otherwise, someone will make a decision that isn't part of the um, what what that, what what's what you know. It'll always say, for instance, it'll say whatever show directed by Martin Coulter or whatever, and so you, your name's associated with it. You, you really want that to be your view of how that should look. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that, so my, my role was always normally just to, um, always been just as someone to help be part of that team to make it happen. 
and uh, what I will say is I think I've always been a really good, especially over the years, um, a w- w- um, voice in the, on their shoulder or word in their word in their ear to help. Yeah, on track. Be a, have yeah. you thought of this, Martin? Yeah, yeah kind yeah. of voice that I'll get from you. Yeah, you'll you'll see something from it. Whilst uh, creative is in there within their imagination and within the space that they're working in, you can often forget an element of the real world that but, might be very very of, important to the production. Often, I would I would I would say um, bring a level of pragmatism as well, mm-hmm. but also as I think you talk about the solution side of things. How do we how do we do that that we wanted to do? that you wanted to do mm-hmm. how do we make that happen yeah and um, sometimes I come along here and I'm, you know, I'm pretty amazed that you've done something quite simple and how effective it is I think I'm probably more involved in the things when um, often if it's mechanical as well or that sort of stuff do you know what I mean um, yeah um, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm myself as a set designer but I've worked on loads of sets and um, improvised what we had to you know mm-hmm. um, and it's all it's all to create that vision. Yes, yeah. So t- tell me about the other ways that you support the uh, that you support the theatrical community. So um, over the years, um, I'm fifty now, and I've been in since I was fifteen in this area. I've done lots of, I've done hundreds of shows, basically, or hundreds of shows. Um, and I used to be literally doing this all the time, uh, going from show to show to show, especially because. The commitment for me isn't as long as long a period as the actors, etc. Have got to do eight weeks of rehearsing, etc. Every couple of weeks, I could jump to the next show, mm-hmm. uh, or have been doing it in the background. Um, but um, when we first opened, going back to what was it ninety three or whatever, when the playhouse closed, there was a lot of us who were literally, you know, would be hanging out at the playhouse all the time. We we did shows all the time there. It was our uh, was it our Martin? Is that the right word? Um, and then when the playhouse closed, I think in 93, and one team of uh, the community, the ex community in, in Harlow, found this venue and they began converting it. It was called the uh, Victoria Hall Longman Theatre in those days. And I think we got a grant from Longman to a part of Pearson Edu- to uh, help convert it. And it was a very different building internally mm-hmm. than it is like now. Um, I've been from someone who never liked drama as a kid incredibly passionate about that we've got a facility for local theatre to happen mm. um, and that local theatre does happen in in, in the town because for, for me with that, without these creative outlets etc without the, you, you know what, what have you got just a, a load of housing estates some shops but, but why is that important? I don't know the answers, Martin, this, but I, I think um, through my experiences and through the joy and the thought-provoking stuff I've seen, I, I think I think having character in a town, in an area, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I, I think through people putting on shows of different types, whatever, and creating a theatre community, it, it gives, it's just like, um, you know, the icing on the cake or whatever or whatever it's you know, without without having a, a building like this where young and old alike can come to put on shows and or be part of a show or even if they're just technically helping out backstage. I, I think I think I think um I, I can't put enough stock in how valuable that is to the community. Um I'm uh, 
uh, uh, lost for words really to sort of express how, how much a big impact in my on my life it's been mm-hmm. and the value it's given and that's why I wanted both my children to have that opportunity if they wanted it if they didn't want it they can I, I think away. you kind of touched on that value with with one word there you said joy oh I mean I always used to sort of talk about um uh, you, you know I showed off and finished on a Saturday night and there'll be always that that, that um, you're exhausted um, there's a relief you've got through all the shows and they've gone right you know and then there's also a level of sadness because that, that particular journey with that team is, is pretty much over but the joy I think of theatre um, that so many people come together to create and, 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 and share with the community I think I think um, I absolutely, I absolutely love working on a show, mm. and I love it when a, a lighting cue and sound cue go well together. Yes, yeah. You know? that, that magic, that magical moment where it all for, where it gels. For me, and this is probably another element to what some of the other guys have, would tell you on their on, on their interviews and, and that you looked at. It's, for me, when, um, when I'm running the book or say stage managing, and the show starts, you know, you give beginners, you do the intro music, etc. And you're on that roller coaster then, and it feels like you're on that that cargo click 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 going up to the thing there. It's going now. It's yes. not stopping. Yeah. Um, it's on its way. And now you've just got to knuckle down, hope you've got everything right, and 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 um, and, and ride it through because because it is a ride, isn't it? It's, it is. It's, it's, the momentum is there. It's a yeah. it's a period of time that's different to all other time because once you hear that call or give yeah. that call, beginners to stage. Every part of that, I'll go back to that machine, starts moving. All the clogs start turning. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, it's almost like, a, you know, this page of the script is inevitable. It's mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. Are you ready for it? Have you, have you thought about everything? Have you listened to, have you worked with the director and the cast? And, and, and um, do you know, I mean, some technical guys would, would literally just run the book, you know? But for me, it's almost like, you know, has, has Jody walked over to the left there? So I can change my light from that side to that side now. Um, I know I've got a seven second fade up on the music as well. And I want it to be at that level by then. And I think a lot of directors will have a time when the queue goes. But for me, when I run the book, I want those things to, to feel right, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like maybe... Not um, that you're following a list of instructions within a it's script. It's not just click, 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 which it, it can be, you know, for some. But for me, it was much more a case of, you know, the music and the lights hit the right point at the right time or the actor hitting the, that point in the stage or get to that line. When, I, when I've stage managed, I've always seen having my script there as a checklist uh, mm-hmm. rather than a to-do list. I think, um, yeah, I, 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 I think it's a checklist, isn't it? but it's... I think I feel there's like an art of making it happen at the right time. Mm. It's not just a when they say the, that word, I press this button. Yes, there, there's more to it than that. And well, you can't, you, and you can't just um, you can't just turn up as a stage manager. You can't just you can't just be like, oh, the the the, the machine, you know, the show's already going, the machine's already going, the clock's already turning. Yeah. Oh, I'm here to just make sure it's all happening. No, you need to be, you need to be part it's, of that. Early, it's it's strange because. There are, it's a school of thought, you could just turn up and run the book. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's written up right, I don't think you'll get the value and the, 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 the um, you'll, you'll get it done, 
but I don't think you'll get the, um, you, you can't, there's a lot of people in a show who work really hard to prepare a character to um, realise the director's dream, you know, to bring, bring that character to life. And then technically you can ruin that really quickly mm. by, you know, I think um, my first ever show, uh, I think, uh, where, I, where I was sort of, but, but sort of, you know, sat at the desk running things. And it was a very lightweight show as far as technically, it was at the Duchess of Malfi, it was here. Um, I'm talking some, sometime in the, uh, the mid nineties. <laughs> and um, I mistook, I mistook a standby for a queue. In the book. So, so for those that don't know, a standby is so, essentially. So, um, in, in, in the book, which is basically a copy of the script, but with um, instructions on it, yeah. Often, you'll put a standby in, which you then would um, recognise with your crew. Um, so you give them a standby. So standby, LX twenty four, and then the person who's running lights would say stood by. Um, so that you know they're ready for it. Um, and the same for sound, etc. And normally lights always goes before sound in, in the, in, when you talk about it, but that's my experience. Um, but sometimes you have to work with that because of the, the, the nature and the complexity of the show. Um, sometimes the music has to come in earlier mm-hmm. and, and then you'd have to do, and there's a, a level of build and things like that, which not, aren't always scripted yeah, in those instructions. Mm-hmm. So you know you keep it at a level where the actor's still talking about over, over, over it. And then as they get to a certain point, you could build and then the lights start to change or something like that. So, um, but I remember the Duchess of Malfi, I, I mistook the standby to, um, as, as the queue, the lighting queue. And I plunged the stage into darkness. And it was an instant blackout as well. Um, right in the most uh, important and powerful speech in the middle of the, you know, the Duchess had just died. I bet the actors weren't too pleased, <laughs> and it was it was one of these it was one of these things in slow motion where like, I couldn't I was like you had to get it back to bring the lights back up. I realised what I'd done. Yeah, uh, that was my first ever um, stage managing sort of role, or, or, because I was actually doing the lights as well because it was such a light show from a, a um, uh, technical perspective. It was quite right. I just remember hitting those buttons trying to get it back to the previous queue. Mm. And get it in, and I think the desk at the time with the, the dial, where you could fast forward the, the the build for the lights, sort of thing. So even having errors like that, mm-hmm. you still continue to pursue doing theatre because something like that is quite quite big and can yeah. can be quite upsetting, can't it? In the moment, I still I can still I can still see it right now. Mm. But that was we're talking something from you know twenty years ago, more <laughs> more. It was probably about nineteen ninety six or something like that. Um, no, probably before that, before that, 93, 94. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, uh, it's still in my mind. I so it had, an, see it, that. Had a, it had an impact on you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I think nearly every show you take away something. Mm. Um, but, but um, you know, I don't fall, I haven't done that again. Yeah. Well, you, le- uh, you, learn, from your, you learn from your mistakes. <laughs> exactly. And uh, the director didn't give me a hard time. No. It was a, um, I guess that's quite important, isn't it? Going back to the role of the director within this, mm-hmm. is is how these because these errors are inevitable and they do happen. Uh, it's impossible to go through a, a run without one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like to professional think, and amateur. I like to think um, 
you know, once you've got it, you, you're, you're, I'm a safe pair of hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm pretty much been. Um, so, as far as the, everything's going to happen correctly, now let's see if we can make it even better. Yes. Um, with to because because you know as I said before, an actor can be w- working really hard on the speech they've done, but if you bring in the music a bit too soon, mm-hmm. a bit too loud, especially sound, you can't you can't you can't hide from sound if that makes sense. No. Um, it's invasive. Um, lights often have got a fade on them and things. So, so while they create an ambience and they you know obviously it's a blackout a bit different, mm-hmm. but generally a lighting change, you can see it's happening and. Um, you can move back. You can reverse it quite. You know, if you can. Um, so, so I, I would say I'd say sound is sometimes one that um, I think. I think you asked me to help out and sound at Christmas when we did the Christmas show for a few days. Yes. yes. Um, and I stepped in to take over from Will, who wasn't available for a few days. Mm-hmm. And um, you told me it was just a couple of mics and a few sound cues. There was sound running throughout the whole show. It never actually stopped. And there were 16 mics yeah. and 20 people and I had to alternate. And I had to sort of um, pick it up. That was one that you did just come into and, and you had to pick up on the, yeah. on the fly because it was a situation that um, you were needed. Yeah. Uh, the support was uh, required or the show, show wouldn't continue. And, and Well, it was, it, yeah, and it was a bit more challenging than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. By the time I... Like you know, seen it a couple of times. It was okay, you know. But um, yeah, um, there, there was that was a show that because I think f- for the ambience that you wanted to create for that show, you you had music running throughout. Literally, it never stopped. Almost, it was there was mm-hmm. there was some very um, short periods where there wasn't a, um, a, a music in the background of some sort. The, uh, is that how it felt to you when you did that? Because I know obviously you obviously that, chose all the tracks. And yeah, that that was the idea to have this continuous ambience throughout the production. And that's, that's very much like um, our TV things. You don't mm. even realise how much music and how many how many sound effects, not sound effects, but yeah. how, how it how it runs throughout. Trying to trying to steer the feeling. Yes. For, for the for the for the for the viewer for the uh, theatre cover mm-hmm. for the audience. You know. Um, and I'm always really aware of that. Um, that's why I always feel it's not always just, it's not just a button push. Yeah, for, for me it was a production that if if there was a budget for an orchestra, there would have been one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, um, it, 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 that particular production lent itself, Ooh. I felt, to having that ambience throughout and the the change in music because there was a there was a. It was the line which in the wardrobe. Yes, yeah. so they went from the real world to this magical world, and and, and the magic is the key bit there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is you, you've got many um, many tools to try to create, to that, create magic. that magic, yeah. and one of them is music, mm-hmm. and which is another obviously creative thing that um, I'm, I can't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I can still feel that. Do you know? Going back to that show, I can I can sit here now and reminisce about that show and the. The, the magic of entering into Narnia. Yeah, yeah. And the sound, how that carried that as as the main character walked through the wardrobe and out into the magical world, how that music built. You need... And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you as a director, um, that moment, it's got to be really impactful. It's got to, you've got to make everyone in the audience feel that mm. as they move. And they're suddenly in, in the forest and island with the lamppost, you know. So um, that's got to be significant. Yes, yeah. Um, but, um, 
No, it's, it's weird because um, uh, I was trying to think about my first shows here at this theatre while we, when we, when we, as a community, created it, etc. And I wasn't involved in the first show here. And then I think the next thing we did was um, a panto. We did a panto on the stage. We don't normally do, we don't, so, so, uh, since we've never really done pantos here because mm. we wanted to go for a different angle than what's available at all the other theatres. And we yeah. never wanted to trim the toes of the pan. Of the yeah, I think this theatre that we're, that we're sat in today, um, mm. the Victoria Hall Theatre, is quite a unique theatre. Yeah. Um, in a unique position. Um, there's, there's not many not many places like quite like this, and I'm not just saying that because it's because it's ours and it's the place that we do well, stuff. I, I feel we're, we're as part of the members of the trustee. I know you're you're the chairman of the HPAA, aren't you? Um, um, but I take I take my role in that is is we're the custodians, we're the guardians of theatre in this part of the what this little mm. this little bit of theatre in town, and, and um, I think. Um, this theatre just won an award, hasn't it? Is it yes. Yeah. Being um, little gems of Harlow, mm-hmm. and I, I've, I've always felt that way about it, you know. I, I like that way you referred to it, and I've never thought of it like that. But I've treated it like in this way that the guardian of, of the theatre—that's that, exactly how yeah, I've always felt. That, that, we, um, we're here to make sure that this place is here for others, others to use, to experience, mm-hmm. or to to use it, or even as a member of theatre community or someone who is coming to a show for the first time mm-hmm. my, one of the jobs that I uh, pa- I'm passionate about um, is the fact that this place is here and we do a good job of trying to keep it um, it's a good it's a good facility it's a lovely space um, yeah look, I'm, I'm happy to work in other theatres and things but when we had that risk to not having a theatre a place a space for people to to do this mm-hmm. um, I never want to have uh, to feel that our community is staring down that barrel again, yeah? and that, so that, uh, the things that we do is all about keeping this place here and yeah. allowing for that joy for those that, you know the, the, the creates the potential for those great moments and journeys and, and experiences. Yeah, no, this place definitely really does definitely build and bring the community together, doesn't it? It uh, really, really does. Um, it's, it's, I did a uh, one act play, all in, uh, I think it was called the All England One Act uh, Play One Act Play Festival. Okay. With um, our good friend Simon and um, and, and Caroline etc. And um, a play called Housebound that he'd written. And we basically had to go to other theatres and put that show on that day. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the, that, that was a fantastic experience for me. Um, to go into a completely different theatre, try and get a handle on the desks and the, the stage and uh, help with the set design and get the set up and running, mm-hmm. which we won an award for the set, which is crazy because everyone else coming along with these, uh, almost seemed to be like that one at plays was their thing. And they came along with these amazing sets that bolted together in seconds. And we did it our normal way, which is like me lumping these heavy arm chairs onto the stage, etc. whereas the others didn't. But as it was, we we end up winning the wall for the for the set wow. where um, and we got a trophy for it. Whereas we we were mainly blown away by some of the sets of these other shows, mm-hmm. um, other plays where you know it was all just it all sets quite quite elaborate ones with balconies and things just bolted together in minutes. It's almost like a whole art to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, going to other theatres and 
I never, I don't know what it is. I think. So while this is a unique setup and um, building, I did feel that um, I have got a love for theatres. You know, uh, I, I, I know that you probably feel the same way. Whenever you go into a theatre, I do feel comfortable there. I, I feel it's a space that I, even if it's one I've never been in before, I, I feel it's a space that I belong in. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, and uh, I always think about how that's got the potential for joy and create emotions and mm-hmm. all the different things that we, that we value. Yeah, there's, there's there's something in the the, the buildings, isn't there? That um, you can put, you know, that you can bring a group of other humans together with like-minded interests. It, it, it's almost like um, the buildings absorb mm. the emotion and joy, etc. Because you go into a theatre and it for me it feels different. Yes, yeah, yeah. Often like this place, this is a very old building, and often you know, occasionally you get come, people coming here and go, it's a bit spooky in here, isn't it? But but when I'm in here, even when I'm in here at this building alone, I I never feel it never feels spooky. It feels our space. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it feels like our home, doesn't it? it yeah, feels, yeah, and a, a safe space. Um, yeah, and I think I think um, I don't know. It's, it's been this, it's while we've as a committee, we've tried to improve the uh, the, the, the 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 facility over the years. It's always had that certain feel to it, mm-hmm. and I think it's right because it's an older building. Obviously, we've converted to a theatre. Talk, talking about buildings, changing the the subject slightly. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to talk to you about because um, I wanted to find out about your creativity. I wanted to talk to you about the other buildings that you run. What warehouses? <laughs> no, on the seafront. Oh, the beach house. <laughs> so because um, they're actually quite an creative. In, they are, in and there, we've done they? a lot with them actually. Um, I think um, you probably should talk to Nina if you want to talk the, the whole marketing, the fluffy side, and the, the staging of the etc. Right. Yes, because you, you put a lot of work into oh, the, the maintenance and repair. I was there you? this week doing stuff. Yeah, mm. I, I got down there. I got um, some great pictures actually. So it's water on the nays, but um, I got down there really early on Tuesday morning, and I was there on Monday night as well mm-hmm. doing some maintenance stuff because we've got people used hiring the huts throughout the week. Uh, and but this must be your we're in the summer now so this yeah must so be we're in your... summer so this is the height of season yeah. so there's no days where I can go and maintain them um, weirdly um, this sounds like my skill sets of maintaining the huts the wooden huts is actually things that I've learned generally from building sets yes yeah so not to say that the huts only last for two weeks look, look good from one, <laughs> look good from one side yeah. but um, I would say that it's a skill set I've learned through theatre Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was down there um, uh, putting some storm doors on um, right. and, and, and mounting doors. If you've ever mounted a door of, on a stage, um, where you know it's more than what ha- hanging a door sort of can be, what can be one of the most challenging, mm-hmm. time-consuming bits of that. But no, the the the, the huts um, we we, we label them like a boutique mm-hmm. huts. They're 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 very. Um, uh, we try to make a, a real. Ambience and feeling around them. Um, one of um, our artist friends um, has decorated one. My daughter's decorated the other one. Uh, another of them, um, and, and the the one that Sam uh, um, Sam Thomas has uh, um, painted for, for, for the outside for us. Um, he's basically heavily photographed and things. I actually was on a, a website the other day, and I saw. Uh, so I was on a Facebook group the other day, and. 
uh, there was a picture of a, ga- a chap whose profile picture was standing next to my hut because obviously it made an impression. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so the, the, these your huts, they they you do them up, don't you? You, do, you yeah, don't, so they're not just painted one color. Or oh no, no, I mean no, these are these redone unique designs, completely redone and designer and themed, etc. Um, and a lot goes into. Mm-hmm. And you make them into cozy little homes, don't you? Yeah. Um, they're almost like little summer homes, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I mean, um, so you had staging sort of thing, was it? So, so, and yeah. Nina spends a lot of time um, making sure the furnishings and stuff are the right ones. Mm-hmm. And my job's much more around the, the building, the, the the hut itself, and the floor, the walls, and things, and, and painting it. Although I remember um, the year we the year we did um, our hut called Seahorse, which is the one that's got a lot of artwork on it, heavily photographed by anyone going down Walton. Uh, walking the promenade there, um, I I put a total of eight different coats of paint on that after I'd done all the wood repairs and cleaned all the rust out and things like that, and made it nice. Um, and I was I was varnishing over the top of the um, with clear varnish, um, varnish over the top of the the, the artwork that's gone on the hut. And um, having spent many many days painting the hut, and then Sam came in and did the artwork. People say, oh, did you did you paint this?" So I thought, "Yeah, I did. Eight <laughs> coats of white, in a way." But a team effort. But obviously, I'm not going to try and claim that that, that artwork. But um, yeah, the, the the huts are something that um, we put a lot of passion into for us. For we love. Um, my wife has always wanted to be near the sea, and originally we got one hut just for us, um, and I built a big deck on the front of it. Um, uh, so, so, you know, so that we had a real nice place to chill out and hang around. Um, and since then, that seemed to have grown legs, really, mm-hmm. with all the different things that happened over the last few years. And would years. you call it kind of like a side hustle? I don't know. Or is, it, is, it, is, it too, is there too much of a... It's, um, I don't know. There's was, 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 was a passion there for it. There's a love for it, yeah. We would have a heart anyway. You've got a love for the place. The, the, the renting them out has, has only become a thing when COVID came along and then we started to get back out of lockdown, etc. Um, and suddenly, you know, I, I lost my job when the Brexit vote came through. Um, and that summer I needed, we, we, had, we had a hut, we'd done up for us. Mm-hmm. And then um, suddenly needed some income. So, um, and that's how, um, as it's called now, Ladybird Seascapes came, came to be really. Uh, I find it quite amazing how, like, you, like you say about using your skills, that you know maybe that that would have never come to pass. That having the having the beach huts, if you hadn't had the experience, I think, I think, of I think they'd be very different. I mean, if you look at the you know what we've done with them mm. and how we've tried to position them and make them real, a real um, the unique, unique and, and, and characterful and things. That, that those a lot of the you know. I couldn't. We couldn't do that if I didn't. If I hadn't been doing theatre for years and years, they're not saying. Um, which is where you know, got loads of tools and stuff like that from just working on sets and things and experience of how things work. Um, I couldn't maintain them either. You know? No, but well, they're not just another beach hut, is what I'm trying to. Express, no, no, they're, they're, they're they definitely. Are, yeah. they're, they're almost they're a theatrical beach. Hut. No, they're very, very much. They are. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of creativity there. Mm. And like you say about Nina, she does a lot of stuff on social media. And the stuff she does on social media with your with your daughters as well, mm. that's all quite theatrical, isn't it? The yeah, I mean the I mean, marketing side of stuff. Yeah, I mean because Nina's um, skill set was in marketing. I was wondering, 
another point, maybe she'd want to talk to you as well, do you know what yeah. I mean? Because um, um, experiences, but um, um, yeah, I think I think actually we've become much more theatrical family without mm. actually being, you know, necessarily uh, always on the stage. It's even the things that are going on elsewhere in yeah, life. Yeah, very much so. theatrical. But def- definitely, you're right. Those those the our beach huts aren't just a, a shed by the sea. Mm. They're, they're, they're much more of a, a theme. There's much more of a um, something we've created. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's, 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 and as I was there on Monday night and then Tuesday morning, I got there really early Tuesday morning and I drove down ahead of the traffic. Mm-hmm. So the sun had been up just for a few minutes. I got some fantastic, a couple of great pictures of the sun up on the sea sort of thing. Um, and that's one of the things we think, this is, this is you know, sort of life sort of thing. It's, it's just wonderful. Um, when, you, when, you, when you can see a sunrise, you know, uh, uh, over the sea, mm-hmm. it's just, just magical sort of thing. Yeah. It's one of the things that I, I treat that as a, one of my. It's peaceful, isn't it, down there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, the beach was practically empty. There's a couple, of, a couple of joggers and a dog walker, you know, for, for miles around, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy. I really like that side of things. So. Um, and it's funny because every time I'm working on the huts, or because our huts are a bit more involved, you know, let's say, a th- theatrical. Um, well, I get well, loads of great comments from people walking past, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, people take pictures all the time. So, um, I think I'm, I'm probably going to be looking at I d- we, um, redecorating one of them soon. Okay. Um, just the outside thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm probably going to be canvassing some of my contacts in there. Uh, I went through theatre to sort of think about who who would be good to do the artwork on it, etc. So. Oh, right, okay. It's, it's, it's something, it's something we do like to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's um, definitely something that's had a, a, a knock-on effect from my other experiences. Mm-hmm. And there's another element of your life that um, that I would like to say that you know part of this sitting down here right now is discovering how you're creative. Uh, I saw yesterday you were playing D and D. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, now tell me about D and D. How that that is part of your life? Uh, I did it when I was a kid. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was a lot more frowned, not frowned upon, a lot more social, yeah, but, socially sort of sidelined sort of thing. Yeah, I, th- I think in the sort of like the 80s, and it started to change a bit in the 90s, geek was a bad word, wasn't it? And yeah, and kind of, actually, I, I absolutely love it now, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's very much embraced now, isn't it? To be to, to be a, a creative individual and to, to have imagination. Uh, well, literally, we were, we were, you know, we were doing the last night, and there was a mixture of age groups around the table, um, um, I think I was the second oldest and my, my, my friend Richard was um, the oldest and then his kids were playing yeah, with us and, and his kids are um, at university or working you know so that, and and, the, the, and I've got friends in the early 20s who are really good friends of mine who I was chatting to my friend Harry last night through that and I would say that that um, creation that, that well I say it's creative but that um Imagination for for those characters and things. On top of all that, we just have a really good laugh. Mm-hmm. The amount of actual gameplay we did over the the session was probably not that much compared to how many jokes and much laughter we we had out of it. Yeah. Um, and and I've met really good people through it as well. Um, and I would say my friend James has gone to university now, and he's he's met a group of people he likes through 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 doing that. But. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm running a campaign at the moment, and um, 
I really enjoyed writing the story, building the characters, and. The, the, so where do, when you say you, you you write the story and build the characters, how does that work? So so you've got to imagine the campaign. You've got to um, describe to the players. You got to get you try to create some immersion, um, get them involved, get them um, committed into the, the, the storyline, whatever the task is, the quest is, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, try to build a. Uh, uh, through imagination, a world that you're in, um, and and then all the other bits, you know, going into a dungeon and slaying a monster or whatever, is all part of a bigger storyline, a bigger arc. And there's also not just the main story arc, but there's also the characters themselves, the, the people playing around the table will, will come with their own story. Um, one of the things I always insist on as a DM is. Um, they come with a backstory for their character. It isn't just a, and so so there is a creative bit there. Mm. Often when I'm playing in someone else's campaign, I'll actually design the character. Then I'll get um, then I'll go online and use a tool to three D to sort of design them, mm-hmm. realize my my imagination, and I'll get three D printed thing and I'll, and I'll um, paint them up and stuff because I, I just want to create that 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 view image of them, you know. Mm. Um, and there's some great tools out there now that which there never were. Thirty years ago, to sort of to be able to do that, to, to sort of bring, bring your vision into mm-hmm. into reality, sort of thing. So, especially on three D printers and stuff. Yeah, and it, again, it sounds like you're taking your theatrical skills <laughs> and and applying them to to, to this hobby. Do, do you know what? I, I, in some ways, because I never thought of it that way, but um, writing a campaign or, or mm-hmm. that's, that's fun and interesting, and not just you go to this cave and you kill this dragon or whatever. Um, and the characters and the play and the, that sort of thing and the role play which is sort of acting you know I'm not saying I'm an actor at all but I can't help but do the voices do and the stuff like that do you know yes, what I mean yeah. and take on the persona um, and I'm not saying I'm the best at it or whatever but uh, I really enjoy it and I've got some really great experiences doing it and as I say I was around the table last night with other friends and we were having a great laugh and um, and our characters were um, uh, are called by the characters' names, not by our names. You know? mm. no, it does sound like it's it quite quite fun, and um, uh, the opportunity to do that as a as an adult mm. is um, can feel quite rare. I think it, I think um, during COVID, it came back in a lot because um, it was something you could do with people online mm-hmm. because the tools are online to to, to do that now. Um, so it, you know, like a like people talk about Zoom calls and things like that. It, it was literally. A, and because it's a, there are uh, uh, tools on the computer to to actually move things through that world sort of thing, mm-hmm. and and you can create the visuals. So I spend a lot of time. Um, there's a maps and things you can get on online, but then I end up getting out Photoshop and and making them mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like to create a certain uh, view. I think I think. Um, on my um, in my campaigns, rarely do you go on the same map twice. You know, yes, yes. It's not always a forest road. <laughs> no, it's different every time. It's full of different things. You know. So. Yeah, no, that's not, it. Does sound quite That's good. good. It's weird because it's the sort of thing you don't. I don't really want to talk about because I'm, I'm still with the old school where you didn't talk about it when you were a kid. Right. Okay. Yes. Because it was being a the stigma. Because that because that got cemented when you were younger that mm. that being a geek is bad. That word geek mm. is probably you know is kind of. I don't even know if that's really used anymore. But even I remember being at school and being called 
I was very much into comics, superhero yeah, comics, um, when I was at school, and you know, I was a, I was rare <laughs> to be into yeah, comics, I think so. um, and taking the Mickey out of for it. Uh, whereas now, the the popularity of comics are, are huge, um, and it'd be rare to not be into comics now. And, and I think there's also, um, although I think it goes back to the geeky thing, but there's but there's also an element of accessible because, because if you look at um, all the Marvel and DC films and things like that that are so popular with the, with the, in the mainstream, they come from comics. Yes, yeah? yeah. they are literally lifted. The stories are lifted off yeah. those comics, etc. Um, um, so if you want more that's where you have to go you know uh, I think there's something to be said about um, you're making me think now about like um, being how being different has now become mainstream and it mm. shows how being different is often it shows how that can be the right way to go yeah I, I think um, I, I, yeah I used to be I used to be embarrassed that I did D&D mm-hmm. and then I realised now that actually what I do with my time is up to me, but it's actually, you know, we're, we're doing really creative things, really enjoying ourselves, and a really good laugh with people. What's wrong with um, people sitting around and having a good laugh and telling a story that's, 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 a, that's a collaborative effort, mm. you know? Yeah, there's, yeah. Not, there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of there, is there? When, no. you, when you assess it like that, there is absolutely nothing. Yeah. And in fact, some, some people would wish for that. Mm. Some people would be, yeah, would be thinking. But rarely do I find that um, we've introduced, or uh, it's not something we try to do, really, but um, we've someone introduced someone to it, and they've not enjoyed themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's the sort of people we choose to do that with. A little bit of that, but, but um, no. Um, it, um, my, my friend Richard was really, really pleased that he's actually in a, in a party with his son and his daughter as well, and we all play. Sort of thing. So it's something he, he can spend time with them in that world, and he's got a, a character they call, and they they don't call him dad; they call him the character, the character's <laughs> name, and that sort of stuff. It's just it's just funny. Yeah. I mean, a lot of time it's just having a laugh, you know. So. Yeah, but that's really good for a, for that family to be able to do that. Isn't yeah, it? absolutely, mm. and have that in common. So another out there. Um, I used to as a kid, I used to like, I used to like painting the the models and things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I say painting the models is that the you'd be shocked at how good some people are at painting. Um now that I've got the time well I've got the time but I've got the money to be able to do it. Um because buying all the paintings and things my eyes aren't good enough anymore. It's a young man a young <laughs> person's game. But um I'm always full of admiration that people create these from just a simple model to have the level of artistry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um uh, I, really, I really I really like seeing that. So uh, I have gone myself, but I'm, I don't I don't think I'll do it for a few years. But um, yeah, it's something I wish I could do. I wish I could have that artistic, that strange sort of thing. So, so summarising the different things that we've discussed today: your your theatrical life, mm-hmm. your beach art, your Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, I I think that sitting here, I I've spoken to a creative person. Um, I think I said to you um, um, what we should call my um, my episode the imposter because <laughs> I don't consider myself a creative person no I do a lot of things that are creative though I think you're right mm. um, and I love being part of the creative process especially around theatre and um, and as I say um, my relationships 
and friendships and things in life um, have, are so much better for, for having these been working in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone that also feels an imposter, that also feels that they're not a creative, uh, but would like to get involved with this kind of world? Well, I think, I think going back to what I said earlier on, that we've been on a show with how, how complex it is, um, you don't all have to be a director or a writer to enjoy the creative process, to be in on it. To, those people who are that way, they need help. And I don't just mean you're here to lug stuff around. You, know, you can have a genuine role where you feel like you're contributing, especially if um, like, like we've got both got friends who are lighting designers and sound designers. Um, and, and the set, or even just just being part of making the magic of the night happen. Yeah, the, the, there's opportunities there to where you don't have to be the main creative, or or, or you just contribute in the way that you can, and you'll still get that buzz. When I, when a show goes down, and I've been stage managing. At the end of the show, and it all went well, and sort of the punters' music's back on, the lights have come back up. Um, and that's that, that, yeah, the, the, the adrenaline rush that I normally get through doing the show. It's just incredible, you know. Mm. There, there's something for you there, even if you're not going to act um, or write or, or, or direct. Yeah, and that's something uh, I think we would both say could very, where the potential mm-hmm. could be joy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely is. I think back to different shows I've done, and it, it is just a joy. Joy occasion, and yeah. and then and, and if someone was seeking more than that, because often you think, oh, joy, that's a bit, you know, that's a bit wishy washy or whatever. But but you've also uh, demonstrated today and shown us about the the technical skills that you've yeah, that I mean, you've taken from from this world. Yeah, and uh, you know, you don't have to come away being a full on lighting designer, etc. You you'll learn enough to contribute or enough to that makes a difference and that you can actually feel like you can contribute to the show mm-hmm. or to the, I think um, um, as I say I, I get a real buzz running a show and I take it and I, and, and I think back at those memories you've made with that team of people um, and you created something you, you, you did you're part of that team um, I never claimed the show but I, 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 you know I, 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 part of the, I created something and as a result you know I think my life richer, uh, and I you know wouldn't change anything. Yeah, um, despite the bit kid who didn't like drama, and probably drawn for the wrong reasons. Now is now fully embraced in their in their life. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, and, I, and you know as you know, I think we're all really passionate about this building. It's our, our one for me. It's our one my one little bit that I'm continually trying to do because I'm not doing as many shows as I used to, mm-hmm. or hardly any now. Compared to, but, but I still want to contribute to to making this place be available for others to do it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Talking, I was always a bit talking to me, this know, me rabbiting on for yeah. an hour or so. No, I'm sure there's some, some, some words of wisdom within there somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, I should have practised on those first. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you. I'm truly grateful to my guests for joining me today and sharing. If you would like to find out more about my guests, you can do so in the description below. And as always, I'm grateful to you, the listener and the watcher. And so, as we continue on this journey of creative exploration together on the BPS Creative Academy podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe 